Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Apple announced iOS 15, a new iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch. We unpack all the new hotness and let you know what's what before you upgrade. TikTok limits kids 14 and under in China to just 40 minutes per day. Free ad-supported streaming television, or fast for short, is kind of awesome even if you aren't a cord cutter. And for most people, particularly black and brown folk, teleworking just isn't an option. But for sisters that can work remotely, it might actually be safer. This is episode two of The Tech John, and from Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And I'm Stephanie Humphrey, a.k.a. Tech Life Steph out of Philadelphia. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech in the suburbs of Atlanta. So, y'all, we had the opportunity to hang out last week. And uh, we'll, we'll tell the folks why in a little bit. But it was it was awesome just getting able to sit down, have a little dinner, have a good conversation. Um, it was popping. Yeah, it was you and that cornbread. You must have loved that. <laughs> that cornbread was really good. I know you. you <laughs> I, I really wanted to taste it, but I was I was not good earlier in the day with uh, eating carbs, so I, so I so I could not partake in it. But it looked delicious. It smelled great. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was just it was fun being able to hang out with y'all. Um, you know, we, clearly we all know each other virtually, uh, and we've na- now all know each other uh, in person. Uh, Terrence, you and I have met, uh, you know, y- you know, and have known each other for years. I believe, you know, you and Stephanie have known each other for years. But now, you know, for the you know, we're three episodes in, we've had the opportunity to actually sit down, break some bread, and I just I had a great time. It was it was fun. It was fun getting yeah. able to sit down and, and do that because you know we're we're all we're all spaced out kind of, you know, it, you know Atlanta, Columbus, Philadelphia, so we're all over the place, and it's not necessarily easy to get together to uh, just to hang out. So I just I had a really good time hanging out with y'all last week. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, something that's interesting because in this new virtual age, just in podcasting in general, um, we have spread ourselves out. To where, you know, we can reach out via social media, we can reach out via podcasting, video conferencing, and we can all be in the same computer screen. But mostly with a lot of podcasts that I've noticed, you know, and Rob, you and your crew over SMR can attest to this. You know, there are a lot of people who have founded nice relationships and have never met until like years later. So it was cool in our case to be able to meet early on. And then grow this relationship versus growing this relationship and then finally coming together after all these years. So it'd be different. It's interesting to see how that different dynamic works. Definitely. I had a great time. I got a shout out uh, Virgil's Gullah Kitchen and Bar in College Park. Good food, good drinks, great company. Um, it was really nice to to meet you guys, uh, you know, in person, have us kind of all get together Um Sooner rather than later, I think, um, and and just kind of get that catch that vibe and that energy, and and you know, now we got it going forward. And I want to yeah, give Virgil the props too, because when we walked in, they told us what forty five to fifty minutes, and we all kind of looked at each other and said, "Okay, we'll, we'll we'll go sit at the bar. We're good." And then ninety seconds later, your table's ready. Listen, that was Virgil's awesome. Did it. Service was amazing. Food was amazing. Drinks on point. So, yeah, hit them up. 
So do we want to tell the people why we had the opportunity to let's actually share. get together yes, and sit down? Let's go ahead and share. Absolutely. Well, Stephanie, you did the most work. So I'll let you go ahead and tell the folks <laughs> what so we did. So we were fortunate enough to get invited to speak uh, at the Black is Tech Conference, which is currently happening right now as we speak and will be uh, taking place all throughout this week. Uh, virtually. And it's a, it's a conference to, to bring black folks in tech together. It is, well, black and Latinx uh, folks together. And the one thing I really appreciated about it is that, you know, there are, um, there's a career stage with companies that are doing active recruiting. So, you know, it, it's, it's those panel discussions and it's those fireside chats and it's, it's all of those things you expect from a conference, but it's also an opportunity to get hired as well. So I appreciate the fact that they have some actionable stuff that can go down in there, but uh, the tech John was in the building, you know, we did a, we did a fireside chat with Mimi Jacks and, and, and got to tell the people all about what the tech John is and 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 how we roll and um <clears throat> it was just a really you know um awesome opportunity to to showcase what we do in front of quite a few people they're actually expecting 15,000 people to log on this week so um in, in in front of quite a large audience just getting the word out there early and and letting people know what we do and what we're about so it was a good look yep yep and uh covid really hasn't slowed down the show because a lot of these conferences are typically in person. And like Stephanie mentioned, you know, uh, a lot of sponsors have booths where they are doing networking and also hiring. I was able to log in this morning to the conference and people are doing the same thing. They are networking in the chat. They're sending out their LinkedIn um, profiles. You know, you've got um you know, representatives from the different brands actually in the, in the chat, you know, keeping the conversation going. So, I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, technology has and COVID specifically has kind of spread us out a little bit. But it's nice to see that people are actually using technology and getting the most out of it, because, like I said, they were slanging them LinkedIn profiles around. <laughs> Let's <that>. say <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. And I do believe that. Uh, tickets are still available. If you wanted to register, just head to blackistech.com. Um, and I believe they, they may still have some, some free tickets available actually. So, uh, just a good opportunity again to, to get your network on, to listen to some great speakers. Um, uh, Isaac Hayes the third is speaking at some point this week. The developer fan base, um, the CTO of Mailchimp, Eric Muntz. Uh, you know, Mailchimp just got a bag of money. Just just secured the bag recently. Um, lots of people in venture capital and and technology. Lots of black and brown people uh, in venture capital and technology. So um, it'll be it'll be a really interesting thing to to watch over the week. And and if you can join, you know, hop on and and check us out as well. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a pleasure doing that conference. It came up so quick where Mimi Jacks reached out to me. We had a mutual connection. Uh, she listened to the first episode, actually the zero episode of the show. And she's like, ah, we need to get them doing something with us. And initially we thought it was going to be just us doing a virtual thing. Um, I think that's what we were all prepared for. And then, you know, as things would happen, it's like, hey, can you guys fly to Atlanta? Is is it, Do you have the time to do that? And I think we all were like, yeah, sure, we could we could fly to Atlanta. So, yeah, they actually flew us to Atlanta to record in studio our little session. Um, and it was awesome. Like I said, it gave us the three of us the opportunity to actually sit down and physically meet each other, uh, all three of us together for the first time. And as I said, I had an absolute blast. But uh, that's enough about that. I know that we want to talk a little tech this week. And uh, we, we, we alluded to it in last week's show. But I believe that Apple had a little event. They they might have announced a thing or two. So, uh, Mister Mister Brother Tech, all things Apple guy, uh, can you can you let us know what Apple has coming out? Uh, yeah. So uh, nothing surprising. No new technology. Nothing revolutionary. You know, just making sure that their bread and butter. They continue to uh, crank those phones out. So you got new iPhones. Uh, this current generation is iPhone 13. So you've got the 
iPhone 13 regular. I call that just a regular iPhone 13. You've got the baby, the iPhone mini, and then you've got the pro line, the iPhone 13 pro, and then the big daddy, the iPhone 13 pro max. Uh, no real major design changes. Uh, they've got some different new colors depending on which version you go to. Um, most of the improvements are going to be internal. So you think of better camera, better light, new cinematic features. Uh, for the iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max, you get a faster screen resolution. You get uh, new cameras on all of them for those content creators that only really want to record and, and edit and publish and upload via a phone. You can do that with the 13 Pros and the 13 Pro Maxes. So they pretty much just decked out all the new internal guts, faster battery, longer life, you know, anything that you can think of as far as internally, you know, better chips. That's what they did for the iPhone 13s. They also announced iPads. You think of iPad. This is the uh, generation nine for the iPad regular. So this is the entry level model. You get a nicer camera for video conferencing. You know, you can do um, portrait mode so you can blur your background while you're in screen time and teleconferencing videos. And you get the iPad mini. This is generation six. So the small Yo, that iPad. mini was fire. I have to say, yeah, yeah. that new mini <laughs> was fire. I was watching and I was like, um, "Y'all gonna make me spend five hundred dollars right yeah, now?" Buddy. Because I have a, I have an old mini, mm-hmm. probably second generation. I mean, it's old. It still turns on. It still works. Um, but right. I know I need to upgrade. Um, I don't use it a ton. Uh, it's sort of like a second camera in in my content creation, but that new one was just so nice. I said, oh, I'm 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 gonna resist the, the temptation, but um, I might have that joint by Christmas. I gotta I gotta ask a protocol question about iPads. So back in the day, back when I had an iPad, so we're going back four, five, six years ago, it was taboo, at least for me and my crew, to use. Your yeah. iPad yeah, as a camera. I've been to a conference in going on two years now uh, because of COVID. Uh, you know, I'm not really trying to be around people like that yet, quite yet. Is it still, do you still clown folks that are using an iPad as their camera? Is is, is that Look, still the proper I'm a, protocol? I'm going to tell you, you do whatever you want to do, um, but don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> At least not the big one. It's so funny because everybody was saying, like, all the chatter on Twitter was like, that new mini is like just having a big ass phone. Right. Like, you got the, you got, it's 5G enabled, you know, cellular enabled. It, it fits in the palm of your hand. I mean, it really is just a step up from the max. Well, now, if you're setting it up, like uh, Stephanie mentioned, if you're doing like multi-camera angles, you know, you've got this, you're trying to get this professional look to where you're talking in one camera and then you go back to the edits and you want to switch to a different camera that shows your profile. Or if you're interviewing somebody and, you know, you want to, you know, if you've got the editing producing skills to where you can switch live, then you, right. Then, yes, definitely set up. Whatever you need to set up. But if you had a wedding <laughs> or you're at a basketball game <laughs> or you're anyplace else and you whip out even the high powered iPad mini with 5G with 12 megapixel camera with, you know, all this fast features. Yeah. You whip one of those joints out. Yeah. I'm a clown. You you know, I may <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to tap you on the shoulder and say that was whack because last thing I need is to have somebody uh, <laughs> up on me. But world star. Uh, like you said, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, will be yeah. clowns. Because at least now, the cameras are very, very respectable in these devices. Back in the day, it was like you have an iPhone in your other hand. The camera is so much better in that. Please use that to take these pictures. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to know, you know, what is the protocol? Because now I'm actually seeing people, they've actually got their iPads in an actual rig with lights. I mean, they're using this as, okay, that's the camera's good enough that you can use it like that. That I can't say anything about because it's like, I'm actually looking at that's that's actually kind of cool that you're able to do those kind of things. But as you said, Terrence, you just at the game. You know, don't be at the baby shower. It's like you at the baby don't shower. Be, you yeah, go pull the yeah, iPad. Yeah. I was like, no, you have a phone. Please use that. So I didn't mean to interrupt. I just had I had to ask that question. I want to make sure what the protocol was, so folks don't get their feelings hurt when they're out you here. Need clarification speeches. on these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what uh, Apple announced for the iPhones and the iPads. 
Uh, last thing I announced is the Apple Watch. I think this is version seven for the Apple Watches. Same thing, a uh, little bit bigger screen. I think they went up to 45 uh, millimeter and 43 millimeter uh, versus 42 and 44 millimeter as far as the screen display size. So you get a little bit more screen real estate. The uh, According to Apple, of course, nothing has uh, dropped yet. But according to Apple, you get almost edge to edge display. So you do get more real estate. They tried to add a bigger keyboard on there, the full screen keyboard. So, I mean, if you're really in a pinch and you really need to bang out an email on your Apple Watch, I guess you could do that with that bigger screen real estate. Um, (laughs) Faster battery, uh, brighter, always on screen. And, you know, just what you would expect from Apple to announce as far as a new version of the Apple Watch, new colors, new bands, things of that nature. Now, with the Apple Watch, a lot of us fell for the rumor mill okie doke because a lot of these rumor mills are pumping heavy that we were going to get a brand new design for the Apple Watch. It was going to be boxy. It was going to kind of resemble like the iPad Pro and even the iPhones with that box chanford edge look. But we didn't get that in this Apple Watch, so a lot of kind of bummed out. I wouldn't have wanted to see that. I don't. I oh, don't. You would know. not have. Okay. No, okay. I. I mean, I. I like the way. I like the rounded edges of the watch as it is now. The way it integrates seamlessly with the band. You know, mm-hmm. like I. I don't know that I would. I'd have to see that. I'd have to see that because right. I'm into watches. But the idea of that is is giving me you know a whole lot of pause right now. So I hope they don't go that drastic i think i think the apple watch is due for some sort of design refresh but um box like a phone and yeah that that's the vibes that they were giving again another surprising thing the last surprising thing about this event um the iphones as you if you're listening to me now uh iphones have already been under pre-order ipads have already been under pre-order so later this week people should start getting the iphones and the ipads the apple watch they said available this fall. Normally, people are waiting on Apple Watches as well. So I think people are kind of asking or or rumblings are going on is, did Apple have some shipping issues? Did they have supply chain or even production issues for the reason why we have to wait for these Apple Watches to actually be available? And like I mentioned earlier, as to why they did not go for that new design. Did something happen? We don't know. But of course, Apple is going <laughs> to remain tight-lipped about that. And they just yeah. said... This fall, they didn't give early fall, nope. mid fall. They said this fall, so they basically meant basically from the middle of this week until about a week before Christmas is the time frame. Yep, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so, supply chain is serious these days. I've, mm-hmm. I'm seeing uh, headlines saying get your Christmas shopping done now. Like if you right. if there's a specific toy or gadget or or something that you want, like you need to buy that John now um, if you expect to have it for for the holiday so it, we are going to see some serious serious shortages um across the board but especially around electronics i just read um an article uh, about just chip shortages in connected cars and toys and phones and laptops and computers so um that chip shortage is real and and uh so yeah i would encourage anybody that try, is trying to get a ps5 or um, you know, any sort of or gadget or electronic device, start looking now for it. If you can afford to um, start looking now and see if you can source it because it may not be available around Christmas time. Yeah, I know that PS5 Absolutely. is like magic if you can find one of them. It's, it's, it's unicorn. Yeah, it's like literally. It is virtually impossible. Um, I, I, I've been saying I want to get one, but. I never needed to have it day one. I didn't do a pre-order or anything. So it's just, it's just been hard to get. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go on like a secondary market to buy it. I'll, I'll just wait. But like, I think the and rest I'm of not, earth, I'm, I'm waiting longer than I wanted to. Yeah. And I'm not paying over resale. I'm a, I'm a sneaker head, quote unquote. I'm probably not as deep as anybody else. But one thing I do not do is pay over retail. And what I'm not about to do is pay a thousand dollars for an Xbox Series X. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So the only other thing, real quick, before we move on, the only thing, other thing I want to announce, uh, another thing that Apple just announced this week was iOS 15. So if you do have an iPhone 6S and up, if you have an iPad mini 
three. So I think Stephanie, you just missed that mark for that old joint you got. I did. It can't take any more updates. <laughs> yeah. If you've got the air, uh, iPad air two and up, you can get iOS 15. So pretty much any device that you got iOS 13, you can also get iOS 15. So some of the high end features that people are uh, interested in are uh, focus, which is basically uh, do not disturb. So if you're familiar with iPhone and iOS in general, do not disturb. If you want to um, stop notifications, stop phone calls, um, they give you more options. So you can do you can set a, a different set of settings for do not disturb when you're working versus when you are exercising versus when you're asleep. So you can customize all those features per that. Uh, live text is one of the more popular ones to where you can um, put your phone's camera and highlight text, whether it be on a T-shirt, whether it be on a, a business card, whether it be on a billboard, a, a sign, and it'll actually uh, transcribe uh, that stuff. So, you you know, if you if you if you are going to a website off of a shopping, you know, your window shopping and you go go to this website for more, you can hold it up. It'll actually see that it's a URL and actually give you the option to actually go to that website, give an option to call that phone number, send that email, so on and so forth. Another thing is uh, FaceTime. They've got FaceTime link sharing. So if I am an iOS user, I start a FaceTime and I want to invite my mom or my father who's using Android or in this case, Rob, <laughs> who is Android, <laughs> I can send him a FaceTime link and he can join me and Stephanie's That's gonna be uh, huge. FaceTime call. <laughs> that is going to be huge, I think. Uh, I think that'll probably be the, the most popular feature that comes out of iOS 15, just because, you know, for whatever reason... I just don't think Google Duo has taken off in popularity. Like I tried to get my mom set up on it uh, so she could talk to my nephews and, and grandkids and all of that. Nobody seems to want to use Google Duo, which has been solving this problem since forever. Um, but the idea that that you can now share FaceTime links, I think, is, is going to take off yeah, in I, a big way. I think that's huge. And I wonder if by Apple doing that, is it going and the way they're doing it, is it going to want to make a lot of consumers that are on Android devices saying, oh, you know what, maybe the next phone I'll get, I'll get an iPhone um, and kind of move over. I, I wonder if that's enough to pull them over because Stephanie, you're right. Google Duo is completely capable of doing it. It's mm -hmm. just that no one is. In fact, and it's it actually really, it's a really good application. It's a really it good. It really, really is. And it, it was, I just don't know for the life of me why nobody why it, it hasn't been as widely adopted um as it could have been considering it works across device you know it's it's device independent if you will um i just don't know why it hasn't been more popular yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me other than the fact that google does not advertise their own stuff <laughs> You say yeah, Apple Apple users stomps. Yeah, we are. That's we right. Are. That's right. <laughs> so I'm serious. Um, I, 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 before we get off of Apple, I think it it uh, probably behooves us to mention this again. You talked about it on air. I actually talked about it on air on one of my local news uh, programs as well. The um, why people need to do their update. Ah, and so you bring up a very good point because this there's something in that that I have seen I've never seen Apple do before. Uh, so for, you know, what Stephanie is uh, making mention of is iOS 14.8 came out last week. Um, Apple pushed it hard because um, the capabilities of somebody who were to try to take advantage of this uh, vulnerability, it's a zero click vulnerability. And when I get too techy into that is you don't have to download nothing. You don't have to install nothing. If you have this spyware on your device, a government entity um, a op, uh, whatever you can think of, they can actually take control and monitor your whereabouts with this spyware on your device. And the reason why that is so important was because Apple actually discovered this spyware being used on a user's device who was speaking out against the, I want to say Israeli government. I think it was the uh, Israeli government. It, yeah. Yeah. So this government, uh, this, uh, dis dissident, somebody who was speaking out against the Israeli government, uh, come to find out he had this spyware on his device and this company, I think it was called Pegasus. I think the company who developed it was actually utilizing this software. So Apple put the kibosh on that immediately patched it 
sent out the updates. But what is interesting that when iOS 15 rolled out is I've never seen this before. Apple has now given you the option to update to either iOS 14.8 or also available iOS 15. Normally with iOS updates, whatever Apple pushes out is the latest thing. So in my mind, I was assuming that, man, that's strange. Apple announced iOS 14.8 not just a week before they're going to roll out something better. But they're now actually, if you go into your phone and you go settings, whatever the case may be to get to the software updates, you have the option of updating to iOS 14.8 or updating to iOS 15. So that's very interesting. Do you think Apple that's normally, because do you think that's because that security fix is not in iOS 15? I think it's maybe because a lot of people for the longest, especially around this number change update, when you go from a 14 to a 15 yeah. or a 13 to a 14, I think a lot of people are weary because yeah. it's a new operating system and there are some kinks to be worked out. Now, this yeah. is not legacy Microsoft where you've got companies that literally cannot update immediately because they've got this legacy information. Of course, Apple is new, but there are a lot of software, a lot of apps, a lot of, um, a lot of companies that actually utilize Apple heavy and they hold back on updating iOS 15 out the jump. But this iOS 14.8 was so important that they needed people to update, but they didn't want to force people into 15. Right. So they were like, uh, all right, well, we'll give you 14.8 or we'll give you 15, which just blew my mind because I've never seen them do that. That's actually, that makes that's sense, a really though, good one. Because I never do 15.0. I always do 15.0.1 or 0.2. Like I'm always going to wait a couple of iterations down the road before I do like you said, a whole number, the number change. Yeah. Right. Into, into a new operating system. So that makes a lot of sense because this is, this is very, very important. So if you haven't already, you know, your Apple watch, your iPad, your MacBook, your phone, like any Apple product at all requires this new update ASAP. Um, you don't have to get the, the new, the new, new, uh, you can do as Terrence mentioned, 14.8 or, or, you know, Prairie View, I, you know, the, 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 the OS, the Mac OS names are always like so crazy, but whatever that interim one is to get that security fix, we, we highly recommend that everybody go out and do that as soon as possible. Right. Because so. imagine, you know, because, you know, we've had a lot of uh, civil unrest in America. Absolutely. We've heard, we've heard reports, if not in the past, I mean, of course we know of reports in the past to where activists have been targeted by the United States government, you know? So imagine what would happen or just imagine the implications if a government entity or an organization or whatever the case may be, even had the possibility to Absolutely. be able to just not necessarily spy, not necessarily pull information out, but just to be able to know your whereabouts, just to be able to know, okay, well, there were some rumblings about this meetup or this meeting or this protest and they figured out how they could use software to actually be able to track that government they it's hard for them to say no listen so, I, I highly doubt that any government in the world right now doesn't already have access to this software and is not figuring out how to make it make sense in an application in their country. And, 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 and again, the fact that it was, you know, zero click, which means you don't actually have to do anything. You're not clicking on a, a virus link or a malware link and remote, which means that they don't need access to your device. So they can have a drone hovering over a protest that has this software that's grabbing personal information. It, it can get everything you see through your camera, everything you record through your mic, all of your text messages, things like that. So, um, you know, and we, and we know who tends to fare worse in these types of situations, people that look like us. So it definitely is something that we all need to be keeping our eyes on. I, I applaud Apple again for, for being so um, quick and, and responsive 
to this new thread and and patching it up as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, you could say a whole lot about Apple, but but I, I do believe that their commitment to security is genuine um, and sincere. And um, you know, we we just gotta stay stay informed and and stay safe out, out on these streets. One one thing that you can it today say about Apple is that you, as in the people, are not their product. You can't say that about Google. You can't say that. You definitely you can't, can't say, say that about, about Facebook. Anybody else. About f- Facebook. <laughs> but, uh, you know, w- when you're talking about Apple, their products are their products. And yep. they just want people to use them and as, as safely and as securely as possible. So I, I will definitely give them props on that. But, uh, Terrence, there's some other Apple news that I think we wanted to hit on about, uh, you know, Tim Cook had a conversation with the people at the Apple, at the, at the, at the spaceship. So uh, w- what's going on with that? Yeah. Speaking of uh, Apple and people, <laughs> Tim Cook, um, there has been some grumblings uh, prior to this um, uh, announcement or this address. Um, there have been some people within Apple who have been trying to drum up the conversations internally about pay, diversity and privacy amongst their own employees, not for consumers, not for users of Apple products, for the actual employees at Apple. Apple has been kind of ducking and dodging the conversation. They They went so far, right? They went so far as to cut off internal Slack channels as it relates to pay, diversity, pay uh, equity, things of that nature. So the grumblies have been coming. They've been They've been bumping it up. So Tim Cook finally decided he was going to address the uh, issues as it relates to, like I said, to pay, diversity, equity uh, in a company-wide meeting. But he really didn't say too much of anything. Basically, this quote says, I know this is on some people's minds, but not everyone's because about half of our employees are back at a store or office already. For everyone else, we're still hopeful that we'll be able to be back in the office sometime in January. And that's in response to the question about, you know, um, you know, whether or not Apple in this whole COVID area era is going to uh, decide, push people back to the office or not. Uh, Another thing he talked about was, uh, and I quote, um, pretty simple, but very profound as it relates to. Uh, 50% of the new leadership hires at at Apple this year are women, but there was more work to do. So basically, he kind of came he out with this, nothing. right? <laughs> a whole he bunch ain't of nothing. Say a whole lot at all. <laughs> so yeah, he he addressed it, but kind of like you know, uh, we're working on it. We're thinking about it. So I definitely want to wanted to put it out there that while Apple is for the people, uh, their consumers. You know, you'd have to actually ask an Apple employee directly how they feel about working at Apple, which I'm pretty sure a majority of them are just fine. But there are some grumblings. You know, Apple is not this unfallible, you know, uh, unicorn in the tech space. Right. And Apple is not any different than any other company on the planet. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> you know, that's literally everybody. Um, right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, it 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 just you know we we got a a little bit of work to do around um, that whole thing, but because um, this next story really uh, sparked my interest because 
China is wilding, like straight wilding with the 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 control that it has on the internet. There, China yep. has now added a time limit to TikTok for kids under fourteen. So, if you live in China, you can only get on TikTok, which is known as Douyin in China. Uh, for 40 minutes a day, and wow. ByteDance, yeah, the cop, the company ByteDance is is the company that that owns TikTok, and you know they got to do what China says they have to do, and it's interesting because I literally just probably not more than 10 days ago posted something on my Instagram about the fact that China was limiting video game play for mm-hmm. children under 13 to three hours a week. And it week. was only on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So yep. I'm just like, yo, China is on one. Um, it, it remains to be seen if this actually helps their young people be better students or become more focused or, or anything like that. Um, but it is, it is a scary thought to, to think that a government can come in and basically, you know, tell you how to raise your children, because that's, that's pretty much what they're doing at this point. You know, they're, they're assuming that the parents aren't putting any sort of hard limits on, you know, electronic device use. And, and so they're doing it themselves by making the companies just basically shut down. Uh, and it, it, it is, it, it is a pretty, um, insane kind of thing to, to do it. I mean, I guess, you know, that's, that's what communism gets you, I suppose. But, um, but I, I'd, I'd be curious to hear your guys thoughts. When, when I first saw this story, it was it was it was kind of clickbaity because the in China was below the fold. So I was like, what? TikTok's doing what? Because I thought it was like everywhere. I was like, no, they can't do that. So clearly it made me click in and read the article. But mm-hmm. um, I have no problem if TikTok put something in for parents to limit to three hours. <laughs> um, right. But I don't want the government doing that for me. I mean, it, it, there's no way that this would this would fly here in the U S at least I don't think it would. I think I kind of don't that's think the it thing. would fly. Like here. how do we know it's not already happening? How do yeah. we know our government is not already, you know, imposing things on these companies in, in ways that we're not even aware of or, or how close are we to our government saying you can't do and, 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 and getting at these companies. I mean, clearly, you know, they don't have much control over what these com- companies are doing right now because the government is the main one crying about all of these platforms. But, um, but it's, but it's interesting to see if other countries will follow suit. Right. Um, so this, I think this is a little bit of a bigger thing. Uh, and I use that term loosely or lightly that China is doing because I'd say over the past month or three, China has really been clamping down on its citizens in general, specifically, specifically as it relates to, um, entrepreneurs. Uh, you think of, um, Alibaba, Tencent, some of these major corporations in China that are starting to gain global influence. Mm-hmm. China was like, nope, we're not doing that. So they pretty much wiped out. And I, again, I use that term loosely because I don't know the details, but they have pretty much um, co- covered up a lot of the abilities for some of these global companies that are located in China for them to actually do commerce, to actually trade, to actually have more influence than the government. And I think that's the main issue. You know, you think yeah. of Ali, Alibaba, you know, if uh, I think his name is Jack Mao, I think the Jack uh, Ma, yeah, yeah, a uh, Jack Ma, sorry. And, uh, you know, he, there, he very well could have grown to where he could be just as much of an influence to China's people than uh, the actual government. And they wouldn't have in that. So they put the kibosh on that. As a result, a lot of the company's stock in China has tanked, I say in the past week, because of all of these restrictions, all these, you know, um, clampdowns to where United States companies, United States shareholders, people are trying to invest in China because of their crazy population. They're like, yeah, wait a minute, let's maybe not do that. You know, so they- 
Yeah, yep. So they backed up on that. And then there's a couple other things that uh, China has kind of clamped down on its users to where the government over there wants their um, citizens to know that they are the law. They are the opposed, the the overarching entity that a quote unquote is going to keep you safe. But at the same time, you're going to trade some freedoms and liberties. Absolutely. I mean, this is the country that gives out social credit scores for, you know, determining whether or not you can ride trains and use public transportation and fly. And 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 it can be simple, something as simple as, you know, jaywalking, getting in trouble for jaywalking or or littering or mm-hmm. or things like that. So it, it, it just sounds I mean, it sounds low key oppressive to me. I don't know. I don't live in China. I've never been to China. Um, I don't want to generalize. But the idea that the government has that ability and that capability is a, is a really, really scary prospect to me. Right. Yeah. And just you know, just the TikTok story. I just I, I would never want a company dictating to me how I parent. Even if the company right. is right, that's that's it's my decision to tell my child that they can only be on for three hours. It's, that's that is not the business of the company, uh, you know, who's doing it. So, mm-hmm. like I said, this is one of those ones where it's like, wow, they they are like wilding out over there. It's like it's it's getting yeah, it's getting it's getting real it's getting, China. it's getting real it's getting real over there. It's, it's you know this is for real for real. We we talk about our rights and everything over here all the time because we have them. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, I mean, there's, there's clearly there's things that are that is very, very wrong with there's how those rights are it. applied here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we, but on paper we have them, and over there it's like, nah, your kids can't can't play games except for these days. Now, government said so, so it is so. Right. Yeah. That that's that is something different that we are fortunate not, that we're not under that level of uh you know of government overreach at least at least not yet. So. Another story, uh, and it's not really a story. I actually saw just a you know an article about something that Google is doing with Fast, and Fast is an acronym for free ad supported streaming television. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it would be like Pluto TV or Samsung TV, to where you just hook it up to the internet and you have all of these channels where you can watch Bonanza and I uh, what- love Pluto TV. Can I just yeah. you know interrupt real quick to, to shout right. out Pluto TV because I watch it. I won't say religiously, but fairly regularly because it has all my old shows. Like, I Mm -hmm. love Family. There's a whole Family Ties channel. And I love Family Ties and Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days. And, and, I mean, there's some good content on there. I ain't mad at Pluto TV at all. Shout out to Pluto. I'm not going to front. I love the Golden Girls. And there's a Golden Girls channel. So, you know, I I can get my feel of that whenever I choose. But the reason I bring this up and I want to kind of open it up to cut, you know, cord cutting in general. Now, are are either of you, have you cut the cord at this point? Are you all in on just getting all your content via the Internet or do you still have cable subscriptions? I I do not. (laughs) I I use uh, YouTube TV and that gives me what I need. I've learned that I've turned into an old dude and all I do is watch and yell at CNN. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yell at the TV when the news come on. So by the time I'm done, you know, picking up kids and done with, you know, work and stuff like that, I sit at home uh, after dinner and me and my me and my wife sit in the bed and yell at the news. <laughs> That's to my extent. <laughs> but I do use YouTube TV. Okay. I still have cable. Um, my mother lives with me. And for the life of me, it is very difficult to get her to know how to work the remote control to get to Hulu and Disney Plus. Now, granted, I have Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, and HBO Max, uh, in addition to cable television. Uh, so it, it's it's a lot going on up here, a lot of content available over in this piece. But but yeah, she can get to her Netflix, but all the rest of those streaming services are are out. Um and so, you know, to keep mom happy, we still have cable. I, I don't know that I would still have it if 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 she didn't need it. Um, but honestly, it does price wise, and I've done the comparison, there ain't that much difference on Verizon anyway between having cable and not having cable to have the internet. It it actually costs almost less to have the package with cable in it than it does to just have 
internet, high speed internet, have uh, FiOS internet with, with Verizon. So, I mean, it's going, it ain't going, you know, I mean, I might be paying another $5 a month or whatever. So why not have some, some channels at the same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, a lot of folks are in your situation. I know this was absolutely the case for my parents. Um, I have an autistic brother. So for him to try to navigate through, well, you can watch this on Hulu and you can watch this on Netflix and you can watch this on Disney Plus and you can do that. That just was not going to work for him. Um, So my parents have hung on to cable forever. But what they've noticed is that, uh, you know, I told my dad, I was like, you know what, dad, throw Pluto TV on there. Because he can literally just flip through all the channels and he's probably going to find more of what he likes to watch doing it that way than actually uh, watching uh, cable. So he's been doing that, and my brother. Do had, you have files? Um, we don't. We don't. They don't have files. They're they're on Spectrum. Okay. So, okay, never mind. but I think it's similar to uh, you know, to to what you're probably seeing with files. It's like you know what my dad told me is like, well, I could if I get the fastest internet because he he wants the fastest internet that he can have for stuff that he's doing. It's like an additional. $15 a month just to have cable. Honestly, the cable is just a, a throwaway at right. this point, you know, cause they can, you know, it's the internet that we're really paying for. And, and, and I need the fastest internet I can get as well. And, and the fastest I can afford at least. And so the, the cable really is just a throwaway at this point. Right. And, and I think that they're doing that because if we can make an extra 10, $15 a month, that's better than not making that extra 10 or $15 a month. Right. I, I've recently, I don't think it's been quite two years yet that I have uh, completely cut the cable. I have no more uh, cable access in my in my home. Um, but w- w- the reason I even brought this up is, as I said earlier, is that Google is getting into the you know into the fast uh, programming. They're they're going to bring this to the Chromecast. So what this is going to give you the ability to do is for those of you, if you have not checked out Pluto TV, just go check it out. It, it's awesome. All the old stuff you want to watch, you can watch yeah. it on there. There are hundreds and hundreds of channels of really good content that you can get. And it's free. It's ad supported. But TV back in the day when these shows were coming on was always ad supported. You always had to watch the commercials. So go check it out. But they're actually bringing this to the Chromecast. Um, which is kind of nice because now you'll be able to actually do this, uh, you know, with your phone. I, I, I control all of my televisions with my phone. It's just the way that I do it at this point. And so this story kind of stuck out to me because if you don't have the fastest internet package and you just have, you know, regular, like 200 megabit, you know, type of, uh, internet and a cable package, you probably can cut your bill in half. If you were to get rid of the cable portion of it now, once you add on a Hulu Plus or you know or YouTube or Netflix or these other things, you can quickly bring that uh, that cost back up. But there are some cost savings there, and I think about you know another you know m- my mom, she has been a cord cutter not because she wanted to cut the cords, just that she doesn't watch TV. And once all the kids was was gone, she's like, I really don't care about having cable. Why pay for it when I never watch it? So she has not had a cable subscription for probably over 10 years. But what's happened now is that, you know, my nieces and my nephews and, uh, you know, and all her grandchildren, whenever they come over, they're installing something else, um, you know, inside of Android TV, which is basically what powers all of her televisions in her house. So I'm just really looking forward to fast because it's it's on a device that she has and then she can go back and she can get her old shows because there, there's some old stuff that I'm certain that my mother would go back and watch. She tells me all the time, I don't watch TV today because there's nothing today that interests me. So she wants to go back to her old shows. Well, the only way you're really going to save money is if you stop watching, because like Stephanie said, sure, you can cut your cable costs by switching off cable and using Pluto TV. But the problem is, again, like you mentioned, there's going to be some show that somebody mentions on the internet and you'd be like, oh, let me go check that out. Oh, too much content. there's too and, much oh, yeah. content. <laughs> you got to have Netflix for this or you gotta got to have right. choices. for that. And before, you know it, choices. and before you know it, you back up to two hundred fifty dollars and you don't have cable insight. <laughs> My cable Internet streaming bill is so disrespectful at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. It's just. It is what it is. I'm, I'm, I've just kind of <laughs> thrown my hands up and, you know, like, all right, it is what, like, maybe at some point I will cut everything and just, you know, live as a hermit. But 
you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I am a content consumer. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that FOMO will get you, especially on the internet. When something Listen, popular is happening, you would be like, oh, all right, let me go watch it. So <laughs> I, I know that on Apple TV, there is uh, that Jason Momoa show, um, him and Alfie Reuter. Sight. 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 C. 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 Um, so I've seen the first, uh, I've seen the first season and I loved it. And -hmm. it's like, do I want to, do do I want to just go out and just buy this real quick and try to binge through all of it? Uh, you know, that, that might be my option to just get Apple TV for like a week and just binge through all of it once trial. Uh, you know, well, if you go ahead and get this iPad, they'll give you a free three month trial. Boom. There you go. Get it in. Yeah, but it's like, uh, but, but I, yeah. I don't want to do that. I know that like, uh, what is it, CBS or what, whatever theirs used to be, CBS All Access or whatever that was called. The only mm-hmm. shows on there that I ever wanted to see were uh, the new Star Trek and the new Star Trek Picard. That was it. So it's like, do I want to pay you another? That's how they get you. Eight, nine dollars a month. There's always that one show that you love that you can't turn away from. That's how they get so you. So they, they, they've done got hip to my, uh, I will just wait until the series is over, get it for a week. It didn't cancel. Um, you, you know, they, they don't get hip to that. So it's like, they want money. But I, so what I'm doing now is that when the next Star Trek comes out, when the next Picard comes out, I will literally, you know, wait until the end of the season, get it for a week, binge watch all of it and then cancel again because it's just like th- those are literally the only things that I'm watching and it's up at CBS during that week that I'm watching Star Trek to figure mm-hmm. out if there's something if there's something they could put in front of me that would entice me to keep it so far in the 3 years I've been doing it this way they have not but um yeah it 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 adds up you know all, all of the stuff adds up because I'm thinking I have Hulu Netflix Disney Plus HBO Max um think i think that's it at this point i had youtube you know youtube tv but it was so close to hulu that i just i just canceled it but uh but yeah it's you know it's it's you know cutting the cord used to be able to save you money now not so much anymore unless you really as you said you are going to stop watching television altogether it's not cut the cord it's cut the content Cut the content. And that that leads us to our last topic, because you would think with all of this content um, and all this binge watching going on that that there were more people staying home due to telework and 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 working from home and, and the pandemic and everything else that's going on that's keeping us in our houses. But that is not the case for black and brown people, um, black and brown people by far are still kind of just out there risking their lives, basically risking our lives uh, to keep this country running. You know, when Mm -hmm. we, we talked about essential workers, those people in the grocery stores and the hotels and the, and the restaurants and everything like those people are, you know, largely by and large uh, black and Hispanic workers. So um, when you're looking at uh, we looked at a, study from the Economic Policy Institute um, that said less than 30% of workers total can work from home, you know, and have the ability to work from home. So it might seem like, because those are what all the memes are uh, running around the internet, that everybody's at home in in pajama bottoms on a Zoom call, but uh, that really is not the case. And when you talk about black and brown folks, you know, only 16%, 16 16.2% of Hispanic workers can work outside of the, or can telework, can work from home, and only 19.7% of black workers can work at home. So, um, you know, that's just something else to think about. More reason that, you know, we need to get vaccinated, more reason that we want to get this country to as safe a place as possible um, because we out you. We, and, and we have to be. We we don't have the child care. We, we have jobs that require us to be on site, um, mm-hmm. not working is not an option. So, um, you know, we really do have to, uh, take these numbers seriously and, and do what we can to protect those people that have to be out working. Right. And we take them for granted because, you know, I'm blessed. Me and my wife is blessed to have, you know, uh, uh, the ability to stay home and be remote, but things we take for granted is we also, well, we're not going outside cause COVID, right? So let's order our food. So we yep. go on the app 
and we order our food and it gets delivered and we're like, hooray, we were able to stay at home and get our food. Taking totally for granted the person who had to go to the store, That's go right. through the aisles, pick those items, put them in their trunk and drive them to my house. And I think that's what a lot of people do. And something st- you said specifically, uh, Stephanie, there are and where there's no way around it. Robots will not be able to fix it. Technology, Internet, fast Internet, you know, none of this, none of those stuff will be able to help. There are some jobs that just require people to be at work. And That's I think right. we take we take a lot of those jobs for granted. We're always complaining that, hey, you know, I don't understand why there are some people who just won't get a job or get unemployment or whatever the case may be. When a lot of those jobs that require us to be on are also the jobs that are low paying. So it's That's almost right. like. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it's a double jinx. You know, not only do you have to be on that job, a lot of people don't even respect those jobs enough to pay an actual living wage. And like Stephanie said, unfortunately, a lot of those people who are working those jobs are brown and black folks. Yeah. So there's actually another side to this story. Um, you know, I hope Stephanie, you had a chance to read this link here, but you know, yep. where it's, a, you know, some black women actually feel safer working from home and are opting out of office life to escape yeah. workplace <laughs> racism. So for, I do for, not blame them one bit. <laughs> for those of us that have the opportunity to work remote, some of them are absolutely relishing it. And I, 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 you know, I can't say I blame them. I mean, you know, I've, I've had some, some instances at work. I think we all probably have. Um, but there's, there's just something to be, being able to stay home and be in your space. And, you know, the, the article referenced the hair conversation and, and the idea that you don't have to have, and, and, you know, white people really, I, I don't, love the way white people diminish that hair conversation because it is a thing, you know, you don't walk around touching strangers hair. You just don't like nowhere. That's not appropriate under any circumstances. And it happens to black people all the time, you know? So just taking that out, taking that one microaggression out and, mm-hmm. and not, or it, it, even, even if you don't touch my hair, you asking, Oh, you changed your hair again this week. Oh, wow. So what is that? Oh, wow. Oh, now you have braids. Oh, wow. So now you have, it's just, it, it's enough. I changed my <laughs> hair. It's fine. It's, it's like changing your clothes. It, it's just, it's just a hairstyle. So why are you making such a big deal about it? And, and, and if you can just remove that one thing and mm-hmm. I get to stay home and do my hair any kind of way I want and nobody's fingers are, are coming towards my head on at, at any given moment, um, it would be worth it just for that, honestly. But but there's so many other microaggressions that that black people go through every single day in the office to get a break from that, to get to have a break from that. Um, you know, I haven't worked in an office in a very long time, but but I ain't that far removed uh, that I don't remember you know, the, the pressure you feel to be on and, and the pressure to represent your race well, and the pressure to be twice as good to get half the money, like all of that. It, it's, it's all of that. The pressure. It's to stressful. Yeah, it's stressful. It's, it's, it's stressful. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. It's all the things. And, you know, if, if I can stay home, so I'm gonna stay my black behind home, you know, just, just to avoid, any level of that um, in the workplace. So, you know, sis, if you can stay home and, and, and rest your nerves, do it. The, there's something that we said in episode zero that we were never going to do on this show. We, we, we are not going to code switch on this show. You're going to get it from us. How we, this is how we talk in everyday life. This is, this is how it is. But for a lot of people who look like us, just to, just to make things easier on themselves, Right. They have to, you know, they, they have to be Minimize. something other than themselves while they're mm-hmm. in the workplace. And it's yeah. stressful. It's like you're acting all day long. You're, you're not acting like you're a different person, but you talk a different way. Um, almost everyone listening to the show is going to know that, you know, um, I, I, I remember my, my mother and my aunt, they have the best 
professional telephone speaking voices. Like, who is this woman that is talking on the phone Mm -hmm. right now? I'd like to pay part of the balance of that light bill if if, if that's okay. Listen, mm-hmm. you switch it up. You it's it's like, it up. Mama, is that what you sound like when you at work all the time? <laughs> it's like, but it's like you you literally are, you know, you're you're changing a bit of yourself, and it's, um, you know, I heard Trevor Noah, and it's it's not the exact same thing, but it's it's related. One of the things that you know he he uh, you know the comedian Trevor Noah he actually said that he grew up in a house where everybody had a different accent. So he found that it was just easier when talking to that person to just talk like they talk. It, it just made it e- It was easier for him. It was something that he was very adept at moving back and forth with. But it was just something that he, that he did because it was, it was easier to have conversations with people who talk different. And I think that, you know, when, we, when we're doing that at work all day, every day for eight hours or more a day, it is just it is mentally exhausting. So I absolutely I know I know that this particular article was was about black women. But, you know, me as a black man, it's like, you know, you know, fortunately in my career, I got to a point to where I didn't really have to do that to the same extent. But I did early on. I mean, there there were times early on um, that, I, that I had to it's like. I, I, I'm just going to let that slide. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to let the, I'm not going to move any furniture right now. I'm just going to let you, you didn't know what you said or didn't care what you said. And it's just, it's not worth my job right now. So there's those, those kind of things that happen all the time and it is mentally exhausting. So I can absolutely see why, you know, black women in particular, that if they have the opportunity to do their job from the crib, they're going to do it from the crib, but just, and it kind of, and, and it kind of comes all at the right time because black women were finally starting to feel like they could be themselves yes. little bit by little bit by little bit over the past 20 or so years to where they could feel like they could dress how they want to, but still be work wear their hair natural. They could wear their hair in more creative, more stylish, more culturally relevant ways and still feel like they're fitting this corporate environment, you know, so it was just starting to get that way. And then COVID happens, teleworking happens, you know, to where it's almost like now it's like, okay, now I can be my whole self. I don't have to minimize. I don't have to code switch. I don't have to let things slide. Like Rob said, so it's like this head wrap in this zoom meeting all day. Right. And I don't have to feel bad about it. So I think this kind of uh, this story, this study, this new movement as it relates to teleworking has probably come at a good time for Mm -hmm. black women specifically. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm not a data scientist, but we've all heard we've all heard red stories. We've heard reports about how people who are working at home are more productive. They tend to work longer. They tend to work harder, probably because they feel like themselves at home. So it's not a stretch to see black women who have been stressed because of all the microaggressions, because all the issues that they deal with at work. Now they can work at home to where they don't have to face those same things now actually working harder, being better employees because they don't have to deal with that. Listen, if I never have somebody put their arm next to mine when they come back from vacation and say, I'm darker than you. If if that never happens to me again in life, it will be too soon. It will be too soon. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. So yeah, Mm -hmm. So just saying. just, Just to wrap this story up, um, I put this article in there and I do not like it, but I, but I, I did have to put it in there that uh, remote work is making productivity and innovation harder. According to Microsoft, they, they did a study where they're actually saying, it, you know, it, it was interesting. I'm reading through it. Never did they say that people are less productive. Mm-hmm. It's just, it says in like, so, so I want to get into the weed of this. It's, it's less optimal. It's, it's making being productive more difficult. It's make innovating a little bit harder. So my public service announcement to everybody listening to this show that is working from home, make sure you get your stuff done. It's like, you know, this, this is a boon for a lot of us. We, we want to continue to be able to do this, but the moment that an organization doesn't feel that they can make more money by having you at the crib than they can by having you, um, you know, on site, you'll be back on site. 
So I and hope I think to- with this, I think what this study is also saying too, like you, you, you're going to be productive at home because you, you'll, you'll figure out how to get stuff done in your own time. But I think working from home obviously hampers creativity because I think those things that happen when people are in the same space and, and those ideas that get exchanged at the water cooler or, you know, at lunchtime or whatever, those things aren't happening. So they may be seeing, I'm not sure how you, you, you measure less creativity, but, um, you know, clearly they have. So I think that idea is, is probably true, you know, you know, have, are we less innovative because we can't, you know, hang out with our, with our peers and, and, and just chop it up freely, probably. But, you know, if the work is getting done, like don't make people come back to the office. Yeah. And I'm really hoping it's just Microsoft, you know, saying this because they can come back with a study next month that says, Oh, if you you use Microsoft teams, that productivity stays right where it is. And the innovation is much, much easier to have. So I'm hoping that that's the (laughs) follow-up to this. That's, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. (laughs) So yeah, so that is roughly our time for episode three of the tech John. But before we go, I wanted to uh, say thanks and give a shout out to uh, our new patrons. Um, You know, we actually have patrons who have went to patreon.com forward slash detect John and have actually signed up and decided to give us a few ducats. So I want to read their names out. It's Saray T. Willis, Ross George, Gasper, Stewart, and Wayne Dixon. Um, Thank you very very much for uh supporting the show and anyone else who would like to support the tech john you can head over once again to patreon.com forward slash the tech john and uh you can sign up very very soon we're going to start offering some additional benefits to our patrons um one of the things that i know that i want to get set up is a feed that you can listen to that would be ad free and you know we still got to figure out how we're going to do that and what level we're going to do that at but that's definitely one of the benefits that you'll get if you become a patron of ours over at patreon.com. So let's go ahead and close the show out. I wanted to uh, just let the two of you tell the people where you're from. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can find me uh, again, like I said, this is Terrence Gaines, also known as brother tech. You can find me on all of the, well, not all. Let me not say that because I don't be on everything heavy like that. <laughs> I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brother Tech, B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And you can find me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. Check out my website at tilldeathdotweet.com. And I am Rob Dunwood. I am all the things that I care about, Rob Dunwood. I'll let you figure out which ones, but like Twitter and Instagram, stuff like that. Everything is Rob Dunwood. And you can check me out on my other podcast, the SMR podcast, which is just smrpodcast.com. So go have a listen to that. If you like this show, you might like that one too. So folks, it's been awesome recording episode three. And uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. We're going to catch up on the weeks going on in tech. And until then, Peace out. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started